Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I'm Mike. I'm going to speak kind of quietly here, even though Tom was yelling, because I know some of you are very hungover right now. And, and I care. You know, I mean, you haven't heard my voice since the last year. <laughs> I haven't talked to you since last year either, Tom. What do you think about that? Hmm. Well, I think... Uh... I think you're, 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 you're assuming that people are going to have a hangover and immediately tune into our podcast like that's on the top of their list, and I'm having trouble I, believing that. Well, hey, my New Year's resolution was to believe in us more. See? Uh, yeah. and I'm doing that here. Uh, speaking of uh, resolutions, do, do, you, do you buy into that nonsense? I do not. <laughs> I do not at all, actually. I, I'm completely against it, and I have written scathing – Remarks to that degree on Facebook in the past. Um, yeah, I, I think that the whole idea of a, of a resolution is something that you make on a daily basis with yourself. Or like you reach a certain point, like a, a, a plateau point or a, a rock bottom or something. That's when you make a resolution. And you don't do it when everyone's expecting you to make a resolution. If everyone's like, oh, what's your resolutions this year? What you going to do this year? What's different this year? It's going to fail. It, you're, it's built in mm-hmm. failure. There's like this, oh, yeah, I'm going to join the gym and get in shape. No, you're not. You're going to go to the gym for like a month, maybe a month and a half tops. And then you're going you're gonna to start feeling a little better. And then you're going to get lazy and start eating like shit again. And you're going to gain the weight back. And it's going to be just like it was last year. I feel like you've been peeking into my windows. <laughs> you know exactly what's going on. Now, here's here's my take on the whole resolutions. I think that it's, I mean, growing up as a Catholic, uh, as, as much as I did, I mean, I don't know if I can say, like, once I reached the age of 13 or 14, I don't remember which it was, I was like, fuck it, I ain't going to church anymore. And only really did it kind of, you know, sparsely, you know, around holidays and stuff like that. I feel like... The churches were like, hey, we've already got Christmas. And then, like, the next big thing, uh, you know, actual holidays like Easter. So let's just – let's take New Year's also. And we'll take and we'll twist it in a way that – because, you know, religion is all about – well, if you're, uh, you know, Roman Catholic at least – Religion is all about making you feel shameful and and remorseful about things. Mm. So they were like, let's have everybody, you know, make some impossible things like I'm going to stop masturbating because that's a sin. And then when you start jerking off at, you know, 12, 15 a.m. on January 1st, you've already (laughs) broken it. And then you can feel terrible about yourself for the rest of your start your year off with a little bit of self-loathing. Yeah. Just like the church wants you to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting take. I never considered it from that angle before. I, I, I think, though, you're right about that. That shame, building in shame, like just getting in there oh, yeah. real early on, almost like like under the bone. And you just... never fucking, you know, you don't make resolutions about shit that's, that's good, obviously. You're not like, hey, this New Year's resolution, I'm just not going to make so much money this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you're like, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop... You know, watching incest porn, something like that. You know, right, it's always right. something that you're you've already got a little bit of ingrained embarrassment about, and it just magnifies at times a thousand. So well, New Year's resolutions are shit, as far as I'm concerned. It's similar in some ways to Lent, where you give up something you enjoy. You'll never hear someone who's <laughs> taking the act of Lent seriously and trying to, you know. Uh, or understand the ordeal of Christ and and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and then give up like broccoli, which they really secretly don't like very much. Like I'm not eating broccoli yeah. for the whole. I'm level always end. like, I'm gonna give up trying to look at as many pictures of Ron Jeremy's penis as I possibly can because <laughs> that's something that's absolutely repulsive and very easy for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been like, I am going to give up Twix yeah. or Snickers because they're my yeah. favorite two candy bars. Yeah, because I wouldn't – I'd literally – like I'm, I'm bad at that whole, um, uh, you know, giving up stuff like, like you know, don't eat meat on Fridays. I love fish. 
don't get me wrong, but I'm always one of those people that like I'm already halfway through my burger on a Friday when I go, oh fuck, I wasn't supposed to eat fish today. I wasn't supposed to eat meat today. Damn it, I was supposed to have fish. And I'm like, ah, well, fuck it. I'll just make up for it next week. I'll eat two fish two days or something. And it never really, it never really worked out. <laughs> so that was just, but, that was just me. Like, don't ask me to suffer for something that I truly cannot put my hands around or understand because I can't do it. I think we should you make know? our own religious doctrine. Like, thou shalt have pizza on Fridays. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like, in, during Lent, eat as much beef as you possibly can on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or how about just eat whatever the fuck you want because right. it's kind of stupid to give up beef. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like, any, for no reason. For Or any any animal. Like, any animal you want to eat, you know, as mm-hmm. long as it's, like, realistic. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is to go out and say, I only eat squirrel. You know, you have to set I heard up a it tastes lot, a lot of like tracks. chicken. I've had it before, and I will say that rabbit and squirrel taste a lot like chicken, but I don't know if that's actually because they taste like chicken or because somebody was like, hey, that tastes like chicken, and I was like, yeah, I guess it does. I think You know, like, chicken, I've often wondered about that. I think the thing about chicken is that chicken is a very... I don't want to say it's flavorless, but it's got a very plain flavor to it. When it's cooked. It can be pushed in many different directions. Exactly. It's like tofu in that way. Whereas beef or pork already have a flavor to them. And mm-hmm. you don't notice it that much because you're really used to it. But then you have something like venison, something gamey. Um, and you're like, whoa, this has a crazy flavor profile. Or, or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow. It, well, it does. Be, or, uh, venison is very gamey. Yeah, yeah. But I like that. Like, it's an yeah. acquired taste. The first time I tried it, I was like, this just tastes sour. But now it's like, oh, no, this is good. It's delicious. Uh, it makes me wish that I could be a hunter. And all that stuff. Yeah, well, me too. I've, I've oftentimes thought about hunting, and I have family members that did it and still do. But there's just something to me about taking a, a beautiful creature that even though I love eating them, mm-hmm. um, having to kill them myself yeah. and end their life and then you know rip their guts out in a field somewhere and drag their dead body, it just feels like a whole lot of murdery kind of shit, you know? <laughs> It's yeah. just a very murdery thing that, that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. And not that I have anything against hunters. I love the fact that that I have other people that I can be like, hey, uh, so you got a couple of deer this year. You got any jerky? And they'll be like, yeah, I'll give you some jerky or some you know meat sticks with cheese or something. You know, and then I'm like, all right, this all works out for me. Like if I could have like a uh, a deer valet that I just go out and shoot it, and then I'd be like, "You go ahead and take care of that shit for me." And they gut it for me, and then you know, drag it out of the woods and everything, and take it to the butcher shop. I'd be all over it. So basically, what you want is almost like a video game experience where you have more or less. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, if you can remove yourself from it, but you know, I had this coworker who was trying to talk me into going uh, shooting, arrow shooting, or bow shooting with him, and mm-hmm. it was like. All right, at least that seems like it puts it on an even playing field. And I realize probably 99% of the time I'll be sitting in a fucking tree stand and drinking beer and bullshitting with this dude. But I'd fall asleep in the serenity of the woods myself. (laughs) But I just don't see myself releasing the bow or pulling the trigger. I just can't see myself doing it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know that I'm capable of that. I killed a bird one time. When I was younger with a BB gun, I think I might have told this story before because I I had a BB gun and like my first instinct was I want to hunt something Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find any squirrels or rabbits. And I was like, ha ha, little wren, I see you there just asking to be murdered. (laughs) And I shot it and it fell and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And I thought for sure that, um, that was weird when I screamed like that, like the, the, uh, the little graph thingy for the sound looked just like a bullet. Huh. <laughs> that was strange. But anyways, um, yeah, I felt absolutely terrible. So I may have that problem too. I always say like it's it's the gorier parts of things that I can't do. But I also I have I have two steers that I've been talking about forever, and uh, this. Uh, January, more than likely January, February, their time has come. They have to go because they are already, they'll be two years old, and that's already about six months over what you would normally do for beef. 
at the at the latest, you know. And I'm struggling with that right now too. So yeah, yeah. You know, but it makes now, it difficult. That's something where you the take deer them, by hand. You know, that's where you take them to though to an abattoir. You're not doing the slaughtering yourself, right? No, I will not be doing the slaughtering myself. In fact, yeah. I am trying my damnedest to find somebody that will come and pick them up at my home and take them, slaughter them, butcher them, and then give me nice, neat little sealed packages of beef. And then uh, I will have to still live with the shame as I tearfully chew up the delicious grass-fed all-natural beef that I have been raising. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) You know, I just actually thought of something else off-topic from this, but more on-topic for the resolutions. How about for like Lent instead of giving something up, how about we just be like, hey, I'm going to try at least once a week, which is definitely achievable, to compliment somebody. Or hold a door open, or something like that. Let's put like niceties, like pleasant things, back in place of these horrible, shameful things that they want us to do. I like that. I think that Christ probably would be down with something like that because I think he's a, a hippie lot of for time, sure. He's a what? He was a hippie for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if we're gonna go with the long-haired, bearded Anglo-Saxon Jesus, buddy Christ that we all know and love. You know, I'm thinking (laughs) that, like, perhaps the one from the Middle East might be a little bit less hippie, but still, the teachings really feel to me like they were more about loving people and helping people and doing shit like that than being like, hey, you got a tattoo, or hey, you're gay, so you're going to hell. It just doesn't, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't feel right to me. Right, right. Yeah. I I think it's okay to talk about it now because we're a week removed from the, from the birth of the baby Jesus. You know, so I can start talking shit now again. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't birthday smack talking. This is like I could be talking about the baby. I could be talking about the fully grown one that's gonna die in a couple months. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk shit about him. I guess on Easter either, because let's be honest, the thought of zombie Jesus coming to get me fucking scares the hell out of me. He's not a zombie. <laughs> he's a lich. Well, Lich, Lich Jesus also scares the hell out of me. Lich, like, he you know, could. Throw it out he there. should. He can do magic and fly. Well, doing magic and flying sounds delightful for children's parties. However, I don't think that it's that kind of stuff. <laughs> you just have to find this phylactery and crush it before he can get to you. You still have to defeat him afterwards, but you have to, uh, if you don't find his phylactery and you defeat him, he'll just come back to life in three to seven what's days. A, what's a phylactery? A phylactery is like a container, like a crystal that contains ah. his soul. Okay. So, so when I crush it, am I crushing his soul or am I releasing his soul back to him? You're releasing it. Back to him, so he can become like normal non-zombie, you know, spirit Jesus. Right. Instead of right. you know flesh-eating, magic-flying Jesus. Well, like, like I guess the regular Jesus did some magic and flying as well. Like at certain point, didn't he? He turned like fucking you know fish into bread or bread into fish or something, and yep. water into wine. And and I'm sure he I'm sure he fl- I mean obviously he flew when he was resurrected. So, you know, like he's mm-hmm. he's capable of some of this magical stuff if in fact you know, he's not just some I don't know tool made up thousands of years ago by people who wanted to control everybody's movements and shame them into doing exactly what they wanted and you know, blackmailing them into giving up uh, you know, everything they own for it, which you know, that's not possible at all. Most likely, <laughs> actually, if you want the the truth of it, the the most likely answer is that the figure of Jesus Christ was based on like four or five different people. Yeah, yeah, we've, I think we actually had this discussion before yeah. because if you really look through Christianity, Roman Roman Catholicism being one of the worst, you can find so many parallels between uh, Judaism and um, um, some of the um, um, the Muslim religion and some Hindu and like all kinds of other religions where they were just kind of like lazy and cherry picked what they wanted out of this stuff and then to make it all even more unbelievable they were like let's make him a white guy let's make him the only fucking white guy in all of that area well i don't think that <laughs> so the... explain why people busted his balls so much i don't think that the bible has anything to do with that i think that that was just the painting that was going on at the time it was very uh, western thought 
and Western art. And he said Western, it made me think of him like wearing a 10-gallon hat and boots well, with spurs. And that, fucking, that fucking delights me. That might, <laughs> he might as fucking well be at this point. The way, the way that he gets... Um, uh, 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 sort bastardized. of thought, yeah, bastardized and thought of as this like cowboy, cowboy Jesus, you know, this Buddy Christ, this you know, blonde, yippee, yippee, blonde haired, blue eyed, fuck, you know, perfectly trimmed beard and six pack and like believably sized pecs. I think his his biceps could be a little bit larger, and he obviously skipped leg day. Let's be honest. But, um, you know, do you remember those kids in our high school who had like, like had, they were part indoctrinated into that, uh, of course I do to that cult and they wore the t-shirts I used to skate in and out of that every now and again, because it was sometimes, uh, an easy way to talk to girls. Not that it was any girls that I would, I mean, you know, there were some good looking girls in there, but for the most part, they were probably all freaks too. But, uh, for the most part. You know, it was just it just made it easier to to chat with people and gave me something to do sometimes. Mm. You know. Well, I. The, but yes, the, I do remember. The, it was it was indeed a cult, though you cannot deny that. Yes, and it, I apparently was strong enough to resist the cult because uh, I didn't I didn't buy into it like at all, mm-hmm. and I still. You know, to this day, do I want to – and again, we've already been over my beliefs, but, uh, you know, I do believe that there is some kind of power somewhere. I don't know what it is, if it's even in a form that my mind can comprehend. But obviously something had to start the reaction that caused, you know, everything to uh, happen. And even if it was just by sheer coincidence, so be it. But uh, I don't – I refuse to believe that, that there is this very childish, petulant, Tyrant. omnipotent being. Yes, that is just like, oh, so you enjoy eating pork. Well, fuck you. You are smited. And uh, is like, you know, just hates babies and, and puppies and, and all that stuff too. And, and is just so angry and spiteful about everything. I just – I can't believe it. I prefer well, to. Uh, I prefer to believe in like some laid back, like, "Hey, man, sometimes shit happens," and it had nothing to do with me. Well, you know, you can take that line of thinking very far too, and and uh, I I think of the comic book preacher um, mm-hmm. does a great job of this, where they talk about, okay, so God created the heavenly host. Mm-hmm. And they were all subservient to him and all worshipful to him and all loving and all all they knew was to serve him. And that wasn't good enough because he didn't give them free will. But in order for free will to be useful, he had to give them an alternative. So he gave them an alternative, which was to not believe in him. And if you don't believe in him, he created a place for those people to go to suffer forever. So, one, in order for the devil to exist and to have a place for all the non-believers to go, he had to have had one of his creation rise up against him. One of his creation, incapable of free will, somehow managed to develop free will on his own and have a a host of, of angels behind him. You're telling me all of a sudden that free will went away. Or are you telling me that God snapped his fingers and created a revolt for his own purposes? It's the only thing that makes sense. But then it also flies in the face of anything that a rational or sane entity would do. So the argument here is if this is real, why on earth would you want to be anywhere in this guy's vicinity? This guy's a maniac. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking maniac. He's a psychopath. He creates entire eight billions of people to go to hell because they don't believe in him or don't believe in the version that he put out. You're going to tell me that this dude then <coughs> talked to all the prophets and all the scribes and 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 uh, all the different uh, oracles that received his word, his word exactly as it is in the Bible. And that dude got that shit transcribed and then anybody anywhere else in the world before written language or, you know, so what, are all cavemen in hell? 
I mean, I would assume so, unless, uh, you know, he spoke to them in, in whatever. I mean, we assume that cavemen didn't have a, uh, a language, so to speak, but uh, I don't know that we actually have any proof of that. Like, if they yeah. found, like, a, a cave book that says, like, Onga Bunga, uh-uh, uh and shit like that in it, I mean, how the fuck would you read that? Yeah, you would, well, yeah, you'd need some sort of Rosetta Stone, some sort of codex. <laughs> Rosetta Stone Caveman Edition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet that one's not free. Well, <laughs> I what I mean by Rosetta Stone is a codex, something that you can use as as a uh, a means of translation from one language set to another, like the one that they burned uh, from the Mayans that made it almost impossible for us to translate a lot of their stuff. Like the Mayans had all these books. This really blows my mind. They had all these historical texts and medical texts and all this stuff. And the Spanish uh, conquistadors destroyed it all. Isn't that kind of like the Library of Alexandria? Like the Romans did the same fucking thing. They destroyed literally like three quarters of the world's knowledge, if not more than that. Right. And we're just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, just destroyed it. Literally, I believe scientists have said that that set the human race back at least like a thousand years or something like that. Supposedly now. I mean, we don't... I don't believe we have any actual proof that you can sit down and crunch numbers on, but uh, yeah, and that's and it definitely know, held us little, back. It definitely held oh, yeah. us back, and and uh, I think putting a time frame on it though is kind of uh, uh, frivolous. Yeah, you know, it seems it seems to me like it's a, a headline, a grab. An attention yeah. grab to say something like that. They're like, let's say 200 years. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need a bigger number. Yeah. And they're like, a zillion. And they're like, no, nobody's going to fucking believe that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, come up with something more reasonable. And they're like, how about a thousand? And they're like, all right, I think we can do a thousand. I think everybody agrees with that. You know. I, I and the big think tank of them, <laughs> you know, uh, decided that was a good number. I don't know. I'm like thinking like in terms of like Star Trek is supposed to take place in 23 something, 23, the 2300s somewhere, 2400s. I can't remember exactly when. And the tech there seems, you know, beyond almost to the edge of imagination. And then you get into some of the writings of like some of the sci-fi authors where they have these super massive structures and that all these beings do is collect other beings, you know? And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, that's, that's their pastime because they have nothing else to do and they have no needs or wants. So that episode of Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yeah. So the, I just have trouble seeing where we're at in a thousand years, given the acceleration of our technology right now, a thousand years. That's uh, that's a tough call, and I, I gotta say, even, I mean, if you were, if we were in the 1860s, and I told you that you and I would be talking um, over a wireless network, and I had to explain what all that fucking meant, mm-hmm. you know, we, you'd be like, you're fucking crazy, yeah. and I'd be like, yes, apparently I am. So I can't even like for me even looking seventy five years into the ahead of us right now I think there's going to be shit that's going to blow my fucking mind like somebody's going to come up with a cure for cancer you know like well I mean there could already be one let's be honest the pharmaceutical companies would never allow it to come to fruition that anybody would know about but uh, you know at least that's what the conspiracy theorists saying I got to say I kind am on board with that one yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I am a believer that money is the root of all evil and that most of those people are driven by their greed. And you can make more money by treating a disease than by curing it. Right. So I agree with that. Right. I agree too. The one question that I've always asked, and I know I've asked you this before also and probably on here, is if Jesus is all forgiving, then why would there be a hell? He would forgive you for not believing in him. So is the hell only for those that are self-loathing or is he not all forgiving? Did he lie? I believe that what it, it, it's one of the biggest hypocrisies, what you're describing, 
Now, I believe it comes down to simply that you've got a tyrant god who will not accept anything less than total devotion to him. Mm. And so you have to choose it. You have to choose it. And that's where the devotion comes from. On on your deathbed, you should still be able to say, please take me into your loving arms, Jesus Christ. I accept you as my redeemer. By the rules said, by the rules given to me, just by about every single person who's ever tried to to open to me or to – what's the word? Witness trying to witness ah. to me, uh, have said you have to say those words. Well, am I now saved? If, if, if a fucking bullet came through my window right now, is I saved? Or do I have to believe that in my heart of hearts? I don't like this lip service. It seems to me like a lot of it is lip service. I feel I, like you just get to the pearly gates and be like, uh, yeah, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, I accept you as my savior, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, okay, come on in. You said the secret password. Right. Like it's a fucking speakeasy. Right. <laughs> Like I'll be at the, I will still be at the. If it's what they, if what they're claiming is true, I'll be at the dude's feet, and I'll still be like, I'm sorry, I don't believe in you. I believe. I'll be like, well, I I guess I believe in this manifestation of you, but I don't believe all the shit that I heard. Yeah, no, you know, I'll be like, no, I'm clearly in a post a a a post dying sort of hallucination state, and this is just my brain creating this. So throw, I really, I really you know. hope that that's what the afterlife, that it's kind of like when you're in your dreams and you can do anything mm-hmm. and like, you know, if, if, if your brain gets put on that mode and that's just how you spend your final moments of consciousness in, in that respect and that that's how you fade out, that would be fucking awesome. I have a theory about meditation and why it's like that neutral state that people try to go for is so important to some religions. And uh, my thinking on it is that let's say after you die, you do experience something, but it's just blackness, endless blackness, nothingness, total nothingness. That sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. Well, what if that's what it is? And what if it's inevitable? Well, I've heard of people who can hypnotize, who can hallucinate ongoing with uh, meditation. So, if the mind alone is capable of producing those types of results, and the mind alone is all that exists when you die, Mm -hmm. then in order for you to uh, have any kind of afterlife experience at all, you have to eventually learn how to create your own reality through a kind of a hallucination. And I think that if you're practiced at it, you get there quicker, at (laughs) least in your perception of it. And uh, I have heard of places of people who have like died, um, you know, like these stories that you hear about people who supposedly died and, 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 and were in a period of darkness before they started seeing, seeing light. Mm-hmm. But that place is timeless. I just wonder how long you you spend in that place. I guess it's irrelevant. Yeah, you have no idea, but it's probably just like casinos. They don't have any clocks on the walls there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time? What time zone are you truly in? Oh God! Can you imagine dying and waking up in an internal casino? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm never fucking leaving. Apparently, they're like, yeah, there's there's no windows, there's no doors, and there's no clocks. Yep. So, but there's a bottle service. You get service. to smell this weird fucking musty cigar odor and cheap perfume and cologne, and see a bunch of women that if you touch them, you'll get your you'll get your uh, fucking forever spirit arms broken. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, they'll fuck you up real bad. Yeah, your etheric double gets busted arms. <laughs> Man, that that is, um, that's a really interesting and nightmarish concept. Just being, just wandering this endless liminal space of, 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 of like it's like there's everybody's there but there might as well be no one there because their faces are glued to those machines no one wants to talk to you no one will talk to you I just think that after a while that would I mean that sounds like that sounds like hell to be honest 
Like, you want to talk about, like, just a dark area and stuff? Like, that feels like that would be, like, a purgatory kind of a deal where you're just like, there's nothing here. You need to fucking decide. Are you going to, you know... Let go? Do whatever you got to do to get to the good place? Or are you going to fucking accept, you know, the hell that is uh, being chained to a fucking slot machine? Uh, and, and for all intents and purposes, probably a penny slot machine, too, because you never fucking get anything, you know, <laughs> remarkable out of it. <laughs> and then, you know, after a millennia, you realize that it was actually just one of those machines you put the pennies in and it fucking crushes it into a little uh, charm. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, I had no idea. <laughs> I finally won and it was bullshit. <laughs> it was a fucking buffalo. And it said Zoo America on it. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that's it brings up and happy new year, by the way, everyone. Um, <laughs> well, I think that there's been some interesting and some funny stuff in here. So, you know, hey. right, right. But you guys just kind of a dark episode. <laughs> um, this is how we're starting off the new year. Everything's going to be like, you know, very uh, philosophical and uh, I don't know stuff because I don't have any other words to use. <laughs> Choose my words. I can't. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder though, if like maybe death and the afterlife experience, the afterlife experience is just the part about accepting, letting go. So it plays out in your head Mm -hmm. and it's something where it's like, it takes as absolutely as long as it needs to. It's like a dream. Time doesn't matter there. But you get a chance to sort of shut down in all your mental processes and go, okay, I'm letting go. And I think I will drag that shit out forever. I probably would too, but eventually you would get bored. I don't know, man. Like, if I just endless time to spend inside my own imagination, I think it would probably take quite a while for me to get bored. Now, when I say quite a while, when you're talking about an endless amount of time, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. I, I mean, that's something I can't even fathom. Again, I can't think of what things are going to be like in 50, 75 years. Uh, it would be impossible for me to think like, oh, I spent a thousand years doing everything that I could have possibly ever wanted in every scenario inside my brain. Well, that's it. Yeah. Some At some per point in the future, you would have to... You would have to be become so bored of every possibility. The only other thing that you could do would be to make your own life, and and mm. and your and maybe that's what God did. Maybe that's where God came from. Maybe maybe it's all one cycle that just repeats itself over and over and over again. You got mm. to, and that's why it's so flawed because it's utterly human from beginning to end. Always has been. Could you imagine? Being uh, being one of the, uh, you know, f uh, I shouldn't say famed. I meant to say like, uh, you know, f fantasy written about <laughs> fantasy written about that makes no fucking sense. How about you? How about how about legendary people who are immortal? You live forever. Mm -hmm. So like even if the earth, what would happen if you were immortal and the earth blew up? You couldn't die. So what would you do? Fucking you float, float around, around space suffocating for all eternity? <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Super like, oh, Well, today I'm going to choke for the entire fucking day, and tomorrow I think my eyeballs are going to pop out. I'm going to be looking at myself from a couple you know, inches away, and then I'm going to choke a bunch more, and that's how I'm going to spend all eternity until I happen to land on a planet that is somewhat habitable, if that ever happens. Yeah, and then by then I'll be completely insane and <laughs> ravaged by time, and I'll be a monster. I would monster. think that would take about two minutes for me to become completely insane. Yeah, well, magnify that by however hundreds of millions of years you've been floating through space, conscious and incapable of moving because your body is frozen. It lands back on the ground and begins to on this new planet, which has life on it. And it begins to mold back into shape. And now you are a god among these people. And you're hmm. pissed. And you just start killing people with your your rage. 
swing my eyeballs at him. You'd be thought of as a god. You'd be like a, a Marvel bad guy. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of crazy. But I mean, you get to see a lot of wonderful things. I think the the hardest thing though would be knowing that everybody around you is going to pass on, and you're going to mm-hmm. have to find a whole new social group and love and everything else. And you could never have children because, you know. I mean, I guess you could have children, but you wouldn't want to. I would think, you know, it's just it, that, that's it that's a truly that's a mind-boggling. It will require an utter shift in in your level of consciousness, I think, mm-hmm. or at least in your 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 perspective, your framing of what life is and in a long life means. So instead of it being about just your children, it's about your progeny where you would have an active role mm. in your great 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 grandchildren's lives you know as as this eternal being or whatever this I'd just be concerned that I'd run into somebody that was really hot and it would turn out to be like you know one of my one of my progeny <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh god what did I do <laughs> How far, I cross the streams. How far <laughs> down the line are you allowed to per, permitted to go? Ooh, I don't know. You that's know, a good like, question. That's, that's not, not one that one I think I'm prepared courts. to answer. Well, that's not one for the courts because it can. It, it's not relevant because no one lives that long. But if if people live to be 400, 500 years old, mm-hmm. and their great 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 granddaughter. And then met and fell in love. What is that incest? I anymore? think so. Well, don't they say like third cousins or some shit? Like, I don't understand how it would work. Hey, man, we're all brothers and sisters. Just remember. I'm just trying. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of it the way that a, a court might think of it. Like, I I don't think that there's anybody who could possibly. I mean, I'm sure somebody would be willing to litigate that for. Uh, the the end of till the end of time, but uh, I just uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Sometimes I wish we had panel experts that we could call in. Right, like, it'd like, be like I'm gonna need you to explain this to me. Like, let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson in here. Yeah, yeah, because he'll know all about like future law. <laughs> he might. Yeah. Hey, you never know. The guy knows about fucking everything. Literally, Ian. He and Bill Nye, the science guy, I would love to be able to just reach out to those two whenever I had a question. Mm-hmm. Because even if they told me something that was complete bullshit, I would believe them. Because they are so um, knowledgeable about most everything that I'd be like, who am I to fucking question these guys? Well, first of all, I think Bill Nye is a lot salt not salty. I don't think salty is the right term. Feisty or prickly, maybe. Well, he's he's uh, a little pricklier than than his TV persona might have led people to believe, from my understanding. I, I think DeGrasse like, Tyson is too. If you follow his um, Instagram or anything yeah. like that, he he gets a little he gets a little assy sometimes when he explains stuff, and that's what I like about them. Right? Because I feel like they'd be the kind that would call you on the carpet and be like, "That was the dumbest fucking question anybody." That's ever what asked I mean. Me. Is be like, yeah, is he like, <laughs> fucking? They'll just be like, Mike, can you use fucking Google? Come on. <laughs> Do you ever, do you ever think for yourself? You yeah. smacked ass. You've called me five times this week, five times. <laughs> and I swear to God, I have a life. If you ask me how far out from your current position in life, like hundreds of years, until you could have sex with somebody that was related to you again, I am going to come <laughs> to your house and choke you. <laughs> <laughs> and you are going to have to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, that would be uh, that would be that would be something. I just I think like the greatest afterlife that I could possibly think of is not one where where you would do like good deeds and shit like that, like Quantum Leap the show, but something where you could just jump around all over the place to different time periods and and live and be like, okay, well next time I'm reincarnated, I'm going to come back uh, in the seventeen. 17- you know, fifties uh, or something like that. So that when the revolutionary war comes around, I'm in my twenties, you know, and then I can, you know, I can, I can see what it was like then and everything. I think that would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. There's something you can do. It's called drugs. Um, 
that can give you experiences like that. I'm not kidding. <clears throat> I mean, I am, but because it's not like you can pick. Um, although there was. Yeah, so that's what I, I'd, I'd like to be able to pick, please. Could I have the pill that'll send me back to the 17, you know, 70s? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, well, there is a book I read I'd end up where as they a did fucking that. dog in the 1770s or something because I didn't specify. Oh, yeah, like the monkey's paw where you get your wish, but you didn't ask for it correctly, so you... Yes, yeah, you, you end up, up getting screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I always thought that was funny, uh, the idea of, of, like, having... Can you imagine, like, having to be given the burden of a, a wish knowing what you know from popular culture and having to sit there and figure out how can I wish for the perfect thing and phrase it in exactly the perfect way. I think you would probably drive yourself partially mad mm-hmm. trying to, trying to do that. And there'd always be somebody be like, Oh no, man, it's real simple. And then they'd say it to you and you'd be like, Nope, I already found the flaw in what you said there. Yeah. And sit there and be like, I just asked for a million more wishes, but I didn't specify exactly how or when I was going to get those wishes. And so, you know, I got them after I was already dead. And so they didn't make any big difference or anything like, you know, you always find something to uh, to fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it turns out wishes in the, the realm of the dead aren't all that useful for some reason. No, because I imagine, you know, you'd be like, I want to be, I wish that I was alive again. And they'd be like, no. Sorry, we can't <laughs> it's do that. It's against the rules. Yeah, we don't do phase change state, phase state changes. You're just stuck in this phase state. I'd be like, well, I wish there was no rules. Then they'd be like, now you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm turning those wishes around on you because there's no rules. I don't have to listen. Oh, look. You know. Oh, look. I don't exist anymore. <laughs> bye Turns into dust. <laughs> bye, wishes. Or you say, like, I would want to, uh, you know, I wish I had a million dollars. And they're like, poof, you are a housefly turd. If they even, I don't think fly shit, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. How is that? Because there was no rule. Oh, because there was no rule. Yeah. Yeah, there's no rules. Yeah. No rules, just right. <laughs> What's that from? Burger King, right? No. Is it Burger King? No Burger rules. Burger King's have it your right. way. No rules, just right. Man, that sounds very familiar, and I can't think of what it's from. It's, it's from a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Outback? Yeah, I think it is Outback. No rules, just right. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Yeah. And you say it like, uh, like I always imagine the stereotypical Australian accent. You know, I'm sure that uh, somebody would like to slap my teeth out of my mouth for doing that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. There's lots of Let's, reasons to want to slap the teeth out of your mouth, Mike. You don't oh, need... mine for real. Yeah, believe me, I'll give you plenty of reasons every single day. Because I'm an American and I'm ignorant no matter what I try to do. <laughs> I was just talking earlier with uh, with the members of my family that were at the dinner table, because it wasn't everybody, um, about the fact that um, with some of these TV providers that we're using, because we stopped using the cable, that they show uh, TV from Europe and stuff, and that you know they'll show nudity on the TV and swear and everything else, and I'm like. Why why are we so behind and like, oh, we're so prim and proper here that we can't have that stuff? This is why we can't have nice things. I can't look at titties on my primetime television because we're a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, you, you can. Why. You just have to pay for it. You have to pay H per HBO or, or yeah. a premium service that doesn't disrespect you in, in intellectually. It just Give me a realistic cop show where the people were like, fuck this and fuck that and everything. No, I can't have that because... You know, America. Oh, I do believe I need my fighting chair. I feel a spell coming on. Because somebody fucking said something. You know, I just, I don't know. That's just that's just one of my beefs. That's like the television thing. But thankfully, I can watch as much British TV as I can 
you know, as I can handle probably most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because the British TV is actually a hell of a lot more interesting, to be honest. It's not the same shit rehashed. And it's funny how many of our shows are stuff that was already done in 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 the UK. Like, it just is embarrassing. Right, but like if you take like Gordon Ramsay's show from the US versus the one from England, I think mm-hmm. I think that the one from England is a lot more it's a better show. It's just a better show. The 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 yeah. Americanized version is just all about him being a screaming bastard. And the people who watch it don't realize he's just first of all he's a screaming bastard because he's a good at being a screaming bastard. Second of all, mm-hmm. second of all, he gets paid a lot of money to be a screaming bastard. Third, yep. he doesn't normally throw off, fly off the handle with irash- with people unless they're completely irrational. But what the American producers do is they get the most irrational fucking shitbags to, uh, to, to, to be in these competition shows because that makes for interesting television. If you've ever watched any of the shows... <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever watched any of the shows that that he is on, it's like that bar rescue. It's always like the absolute scourge of the worst of the worst <laughs> that they that they interact with. It's always like, yeah, well, I got a bar, and everybody that works here is drinking my stock all the time, and we're cooking food in an actual pet store, <laughs> and uh, there's feces everywhere and shit, and I'm like, this place really fucking existed before this guy came here and started yelling at everybody. Really? I don't I don't believe this. <laughs> you know, it's never believable. Yeah. To me. Hmm. What is so. the name of the show? I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's inked. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not inked. That's a show about a tattoo shop. This is a show my wife was watching today, and I started sitting there watching it with her a little bit too because it was. Are you going to say how far is tattoo far? No, 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 no. Oh, no. That's 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 a funny one to watch, and I don't believe that those tattoos are real. Just this, saying. This is a competition show, and it's a lot like most competition shows, where uh, they get the edgiest. Uh, they get talent, a talented pool of tattoo artists, but they always find these edgy out of. Is this the place. one who uh, that's hosted by Dave Navarro? Yes. I don't remember what the name of that show is. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it because I, I think every time I watch that, I'm like, okay, I get why the dude with the crazy mustache and Chris Nunez. I remember Chris Nunez. I can't remember the other guy's name. I remember – I understand why they're on here because they're both tattoo artists that have like tons of experience. Right. Why the fuck is Dave Navarro on this show? Because He's like a mediocre musician and he's <laughs> – I don't know. He, he looks like – uh, the fucking wrong side of a hamburger bun. He looks, and I, I don't like. He's just very. I don't know. He's he's ugly, and I and I don't understand why he's on there. I don't think that he's ugly. I think he looks a lot like a stage, like a street magician. That's <laughs> he just looks like a street magician to me. Okay, yeah, I'll, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll give that to him. Like, You're right. Maybe maybe ugly was was a little bit too much, but the way that he makes himself up, yeah, uh, yeah. to me, I'm just like, oh god, oh, the guy liner and all that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. But that's if you put him in the face in, in the, the the shoes of a street magician, it makes perfect sense. It's just part it of does. his. It's part of his gimmick, but. You know, he's like a failed impersonator of Chris Angel or something. Mind freak, you know, like, like. Only I, I refuse to take Chris Angel seriously. You and I both. I mean, the guy. The, the, the stuff guy, that he does is is crazy, amazing. If he, you know, looking. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you are you are sniffing your own shit fumes so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sucking yourself off on this that it's it's unbelievable. Like, I wonder if he gets done with a woman, he's like, mind freak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. He's like, no. I just mind freaked you. You know, I, I don't, I, I can't, now I wish I could remember the name of the fucking show that has Dave Navarro. But yeah, anyways, you were saying about the tattoos uh, that they do. Yeah, they always seem to, there's, there's, and, and I'm sure that the industry is full of interesting characters. 
trust me, the one guy that did my that did my dragon tattoo that I have on my uh, on my right uh, bicep, actually the back of it was actually what your tricep, right? Mm, yeah. And down towards my elbow, uh, there's people that found out that were in the area that found out that he did that tattoo, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so lucky." Because he got fired from here and here and here because he fucked tattoos up because he's always high or drunk. Ugh. But he managed to do one on me that is fantastic. You know, so I do know that the characters exist in reality, but I always like how much how much did you pump up their bios just for watchability? You know, with some of this stuff, like it's it's just unbelievable. Like, like here we have this woman who weighs six hundred pounds and has colored hair, and she's doing tattoos on everybody, and it's really sassy because everybody's going to want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then we have the the blonde um, petite girl who talks like like one of the um, Asian girls in that baby pop music genre. Mm-hmm. You know, who has gigantic boobs and wears booty shorts all the time. So everybody's going to want to watch her. Yeah. And then you got these two guys that are always fighting each other, you know, and that's I mean, I pretty much just wrote an episode, a season. I wrote a season for that. Yeah. You've got <laughs> just you've got, right there. You've got two guys who have huge egos and entire or or huge like confrontational attitudes about everything, but are really, really, really threatened by everyone else on the show. And mm-hmm. you've got two other guys that seem pretty reasonable and Pretty much most of the time, you're rooting for those two guys. Ink uh, Masters. Ink Masters. That's it. That's the name of it. And then there's a couple people that you always forget are even on the show. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're like, like yeah, that person kicked off already. Yeah, pull past <laughs> this guy. This guy shits mediocre. I don't care about it because you know they're not going to win. They're not one of the ones that are going to win. They weren't destined to win because they had the wrong fucking presence like those shows are all about presence with these people this guy does he specializes in urban ink styles and then they're like we're gonna do like a neoclassical portrait this time and every time that i watch that show i'm always like how much would you have to pay me in order for me to be like yeah i'll trust you to do a gigantic tattoo on my forearm and fuck it up I'll tell you though about like and me not kill you. I'll tell you how asinine this show is. So, the two episodes I watched in one episode, the guy they had to paint cars because yeah, because uh, they're working with contours and stuff, and it's like well, yeah, but it's paint, and they're all like, oh well, you got to do this, you got to do that. So they paint some cars, and then they take turns tattooing. And or they do their little tattooing rig, and this one guy's getting his whole tat- head tattooed, and they got five hours to do it, and the guy starts basically losing vision in one of his eyes because he's in so much stress. <laughs> so, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought about like tattooing the guy, and he's like, I can't fucking see, and they're like, Oh well, we've got a deadline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the poor son of a bitch is left with an unfinished head piece with the lines are still drawn in but like they haven't been tattooed in yet so you know and they're not filled in and that guy got a pass because he's he's otherwise a great artist and really how could he have known that that guy was going to go into a fucking seizure or whatever the fuck happened to him you know he's not a goddamn brain surgeon um they said it was a poor choice but i think you know I think he did the best he could, you know, with with what the guy wanted. But he chose that guy. He thought, I'm going to take this and do something ballsy. And, yeah, almost ended up killing (laughs) the fucking guy. (laughs) Um, But then there's this other guy who's who's like, ah, what's his name? Fucking. Which guy? I can't remember his name. But he's got. He's got like long beard, and 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 he usually ties it up into a little braid, and so it sticks out super straight <laughs> off the side of his face, which just annoys the fuck out of me. Well, but this guy is always trying to be a provocateur and everything. I couldn't remember his name. So he, he gets me crazy. It. Okay. Um. So he, he their their job was to using body paint <clears throat> to show shading. And 
instead of doing anything even remotely tattooed, he just painted her whole body in a shade like she was under a different light. And the effect was mildly cool, but it was something that like a fucking high school student would come up with and and be like, ah, this is really, really edgy, isn't it? And everyone else in the room is like, what the fuck is this shit he just produced? It's garbage. And they all did these amazing pieces. Hmm. And he got first place for that. And I was like, okay. And I turned to Jennifer and I was like, okay, it's clear to me now that they are, I think that they choose people for these certain competitions. The certain competitions are not judged as you can't get kicked off for them. You know what I mean? Um, So I think on those ones, I think they choose for dramatic lead. I think they're like, oh, yeah, well, this will be really dramatic if this guy who's been talking shit all this time just gets the best <laughs> fucking response for this piece of fucking garbage that he just produced. You have some very strong feelings about this, and I like it. Yeah, I do, man. Well, I'm sitting there watching it, and the show does a, a competent oh, job yeah. of drawing you in and, and making you dislike the characters or like the characters depending on you know how how they score it how they edit it there's so many little tricks that they do and like i feel sort of like i've got one blindfold slightly off my eye and that i know some editing tricks and some sound tricks and it's like you know it's that moment where they say everyone's got 10 seconds and you see people all going oh, and wiping their, their brow and stuff. It's like, yeah, that was taken like three hours ago. That beast piece of footage was taken as mm-hmm. by a roving camera crew who were getting B-roll footage, you know, to, to, to splice in there to make it look like people were sweating their asses off over the last 30 seconds. The last 30 I seconds, they were not doing what these people in the show are doing a lot of times. They didn't have... You know, it's just, it strikes me as like, it's just, it's leading. The show is very leading. It's manipulative, I would say. Um, but those types of shows always are. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, Man, uh, we, we never even talked about the year in review. I thought yeah. we were going to do a year well, in review. here was 2020 in review. It, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And 2021 is looking a little better, uh, I I think. Because obviously the remnants of 2020 are not just going to disappear at uh, fucking the stroke of midnight on the 31st of December or anything like that. But maybe... Maybe, you know, goes in like a lion, comes out like a lamb or, or however it goes, you know? Like, maybe we get past this garbage and... I don't know, like maybe uh, come well, sometime in the year, uh, I win the fucking lottery or something, you know? That'd be that'd be awesome for me. Yeah, yeah, or uh, something like that. But, I mean, when I... When I wake I, I up get, and I have uh, three extra inches on my penis, you know? Not probably going to happen. That'd be like but, winning the lottery, yeah. Yeah, except it'd be all for you. That'd be weird because I'd end up with like three one-inch sections just sticking off the side of it like a fucking cactus. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god, it happened! Why? <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> a series of puds. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good term for that, but I'm nothing's coming up. It just reminds me of like one of those medieval weapons, like a flail or something like that. A mace. A mace. Like a penis mace. <laughs> that's the kind Not of modification. Not something you spray on, yeah. That's the kind of body mod I, I, I would get. I would get my, my dick elongated, but stay just as skinny as it is. <laughs> like, if you ever took it, and when it was just kind of, you know, soft, and just stretched it out as yeah. far as you could, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would look like that. Right, but I want the head to be huge and bulbous, so it's like a, a flail, so I can, like, whip it around and smack people in the face with it, like, back, and they get hit with this big, meaty fucking block of cock. Yeah, there you go. I think that I saw that in a porn magazine once. There was something similar to that, and these dudes were called jugheads, and I don't 
think I've ever seen it since then. <laughs> not that I've not that I've looked it up. But you know, yeah, something like having gigantic cockheads and like skinny wangs. I don't I don't know. I don't know, like, if those were doctored photos or the results of some weird <laughs> vacuum experiment. <laughs> I think a Jughead the comic, and I'm like, did it have, like, a weird hat with a crown on it, too? Yeah. Like, what's going on to them that day? Somebody was reading Archie comics, and I was like, I'm going to call those Jugheads. There you go. I'm good for the week. <laughs> Jugheads. That laugh you did, you actually scared me. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like all that I heard. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, there you go. We did our year in review and got a couple more funny things in at the end there. And now we've gotten our, uh, you know, r- there's some religious stuff out of the way for the time being. And I think, you know, the next holiday that I'm going to attack, which has nothing to do with religion, is Valentine's Day. Although... They made it St. Valentine's Day, for fuck's sake. So it has to have some kind of religious overtone to it. It's a made-up fucking holiday from the greeting card companies. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you could save that ire for when we're closer to February. I I will. I mean, it's it's coming up, man. It's coming up. Just think, we're almost a year into doing this. Like, that's fucking crazy. That is correct. Our, this bo- podcast's birthday is uh, March 13th. March 13th? Hopefully it's not a Friday. Woo-hoo! That'd be creepy. Uh, it's not. I believe it's a Saturday. Yeah, I don't have any idea what days are because I don't look in the calendar. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Yeah. So I'm like, I know today's Friday, and then I can I can piece together the rest of the week, obviously, by that. But uh I don't typically look at calendars. In fact, it's funny. I had an appointment, like a tele-appointment, because we're still doing that, which I love um, for certain things, especially if it's like a place I'd really have to drive. And yesterday I'm plowing snow and like my phone went off and said, oh, I have an appointment at 630, like a tele-appointment. I'm like, that's that's late and that's weird. But yeah, I remember making that appointment and it was like five o'clock. And consequently, the next time I looked at my phone, it was like 7.30. (laughs) I missed it completely. (laughs) I'm like, this is why I need to look at my fucking calendar more often. Well, thankfully, I shot an email off to the one uh, um, uh, assistant that had contacted me to remind me of the appointment a few days prior. And I was like, I'm an idiot. Like, sorry, I got you know, to doing something. And then it was dinner time and I was starving and I ended up rescheduling of all times for new year's Eve at like 6 PM. <laughs> I was like, wow, that doctor has no life just like me. Cause we're like, <laughs> Hey, well doctor. And I said, you know, I didn't mean to say it was like for a medical thing, but you know, a doctor's appointment at 6 PM on fucking new year's Eve just seems crazy to me. That guy probably throws a party at his house that is awesome, though. Right, and, like, he's they're sitting there talking to me, and they're like, I got this new guy on the line here. And all these people are in the background, like, listening intently, and they're going to laugh about me going <laughs> yeah. into the new year. And it's gonna that would make me sad. Yeah, the HIPAA violation party sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave somebody an idea. <laughs> oh yeah, later on we're gonna trade insider secrets. <laughs> look out! Hey, look, we're gonna roast marshmallows on this pile of medical records we were burning. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird dream last night that I was hanging out with Barack Obama. It was probably one of my best dreams and was fucking just insane. Like, just out of nowhere. He was a pretty cool guy in my dream, I gotta say. I would say he's a I pretty, felt like I knew him. I feel like he'd be a pretty cool guy in real life, too. Yeah, I felt like I knew him. I was like, ah. I think what set the dream off was that I was looking through some, I don't know if it was Facebook or... I think it was my Twitter actually that I was looking at because I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore. Facebook's kind of poisoned to me at this point. Yep. To the extent that I keep it because there are people that I will talk to periodically, but that I don't you know I don't really care enough to go in there and really put anything on unless something really strikes me as being funny or something that I will think is funny if I post it that'll piss somebody off. I don't generally I don't generally spend too much time on the old book of faces anymore. I uh, actually 
thought about posting something in response to something else the other day. Oh, and, 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 and our group also that we have. Well, yeah. Which I, which I always enjoy. Well, um, I, I just looked at the page and I was like, do I really want to respond to this? Because if I do, then I'm going to be watching my notifications for a few days. And as oh, soon yeah. as, as soon oh, as and that I am thought, obsessive over that. As soon as that thought popped into my head, I became nauseous. Like like uh like that the idea of having to um the invest idea the of time. having to invest that time and that emotional energy into yes. something so useless and so toxic. Yeah, and and that's literally all that is. I mean, Twitter isn't really much better, but uh, no, at least not. with Twitter, I don't I don't really I don't really know. Like a lot of the people, the stuff that I read is people that I don't know. Right. And a lot of times it'll give me some chuckle. But in fact, what I was what I was getting back to, or what I was trying to get back to, was that I had looked at um, a picture. It was Joe Biden and Barack Obama together, and it said. Something to the effect of, uh, ha-ha, you fucking one-term failure, <laughs> you know? And it made me, and it, and it made me, it made me laugh, and I think that's why he popped into my dream last night. Either that or it was just, it was his night to pop into my dream, I guess, I don't know. Well, he's, he's got, got like, a schedule of people oh, whose yeah, dreams he pops busy. into. Like, there's, there's a fucking machine that they secretly have, you know... And, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go randomly pop into somebody's dream tonight, and uh, I was me. I think that with, uh, I think that with, with, with when you have someone who's on a level of mega celebrity like that, mm-hmm. um, they probably have to have some sort of Santa Claus factor in, in place for him to be able to make it into everyone's dreams. Because, I mean, we're talking about Obama. How many Republicans is he in the minds of every oh, night? Yeah. Like, oh, he's a chasing free me. space. He's a chasing me. Oh, his secret Muslim ways are going to kill me. <laughs> True that right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. Every night when I go to sleep, a giant Obamacare monster chases me around, <laughs> tries to eat me, and all my money, you know. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that fucking reminds me <clears throat> of some other uh, interesting news snippets that I have been reading about. And I don't know if I want to get too political in this stuff because... You know, we try to avoid that sometimes, and then I just say fuck it because it's out there, and you can look at it whether I tell you something about it or not. But uh, I just looked at the time, and that's going to have to be a story for another time because we're out of it. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like all that lovely guilt that we reminded you of earlier. Like a little New Year's present, just a a present a week after Christmas. You're welcome, everybody. Goodbye. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!